Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host, as always, Big Jace. We got a great show for you today. We got it's Super Bowl week. We will be previewing the Super Bowl, but before we get to that, we, we got something fun in store. Before all that happens, let's bring everyone else in. I'm joined by Joe, Sean, and Zay. What's going on, guys? It's Super Bowl week. Before we get to that, I have a question. Deshaun Watson just announced, well, he formally announced that he wants to get traded. And uh, Dan Orlovsky, former QB for UConn, went on Get Up and said uh, the Giants need to pursue Deshaun Watson as much as they can. Now, Joe, is this realistic? Should the Giants go after Deshaun Watson? No, they shouldn't. Um, And that's nothing against Deshaun Watson. But I think this Giants team is pretty close to being a contender for the NFC East. And looking at the NFC in general, I feel like this Giants team's a couple players away from being very competitive. You got a good thing. And I'll say this, my my one negative, if I'm going to say something negative about Deshaun Watson, is one bad year in Texas, he wants out. I don't know if I like that uh, in a 25-year-old. And, I, again, I get that he's a superstar and whatever. They try to do everything they can outside of trading uh, – uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, uh, to make this guy happy, uh, went out and burned some first round picks to get him a, a receiver and some protection it backfired, but you know, they, they did it for him. I don't know how you can blame a new regime and just walk away from a city that you claim to care about. Yeah, that's, that's a solid point. I mean, you also did bring up how the Giants are competing at the NFC East right now. I mean, they were one game shy of it, making the playoffs. But, Sean, with the addition of Deshaun Watson, if they, if Gettleman is able to get a trade done, does, does that make them the head and shoulders favorite of the NFC East? 
Uh, I think it would. Um, obviously, we need some receivers still. Um, I think we need a number one receiver really bad. And the offensive line still is a work in progress. A lot of young players uh, still there. But um, the most important position on the field is the quarterback, and, and we know that. Um, so I, and Deshaun Watson, I really, you know, he's a special talent. Uh, obviously, I would love to have him in New York. But um, so I, I think that would make them the favorite if they do go and get him. But obviously, uh, as Joe was saying, we would have to give up a, a whole heck of a lot to, to go and get him. Um, you know, you were mentioning what Dan Orlovsky brought up um, on ESPN. He said, you know, it would take or at least he would package together Saquon, Daniel Jones and three first rounders. And, um, you know, I wouldn't hate that if, if, if it was one or two first rounders, but um, three first rounders, you can't give up a draft your draft capital for the next three years, um, especially first round picks. I, I just think they're, they're so valuable. That's what, you know, you used to build your team around. Um, so I, I think the, the prices would be way too steep in my opinion. Um, obviously I would love to have Deshaun Watson because I think, you know, if we pair him uh, with the defense that we have now, and then obviously with the, the new coach um, and, and Joe judge, I just think that the giants are, you know, definitely headed in the right direction. And if we had a, a QB of that caliber, I think it would definitely help, but um, I think the the price would be way too steep, and uh, I don't think I'd be uh, willing to give up, you know, those assets to go out and uh, and get Deshaun Watson. All right, I mean, Zay, for you, what assets would a team? What what are the Giants' best assets to get Deshaun Watson, in your opinion, or what is another team, if not the Giants, who should go after Deshaun Watson? Giants, I don't think they have the assets for Deshaun Watson. I think the sim- he'd be running into the similar situation he was in with Texas, where he wouldn't have offensive weapons and he'd have a shaky offensive line. So I don't think the Giants have anything really to offer him or put him in a better situation. But a team that should probably go after him, maybe the Rams, maybe the Raiders, two teams who, I mean, well, not the Rams. They obviously just got Matthew Stafford, so before probably Stafford, but Maybe, like I said, maybe a Raiders if they're ready to part ways with Carr because I hear this tension there. But outside of that, I, I don't see many other teams, maybe a Colts, but then they're in the same division, so that would never happen. So it's really hard to pinpoint what team he would go to and help out. But I, to me, I think he's best where he's at, honestly. All right, I get that. Joe, where do you see Deshaun Watson ending up? Well, I think, unfortunately, I think he's going to end up on the Jets. And um, I think he's going to wish that that didn't happen. I don't know. You know, look, uh, I, now there's talk about Andrew Luck coming back. There's one more starting job out the window. So it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, my my uh, bigger observation about this, though, is what is with all these quarterbacks and these teams that are just suddenly no longer in love with guys they were in love with a year or two ago? Mind you, we just we went through a really weird season in yeah. sports in general, and in the NFL, definitely. It's it's a lot to judge all these guys who didn't have camps, who were coming on the new teams, coming into new systems, having new coaches. I, I it it just seems crazy to me that you know I mean, Jared Goff. Stafford, I mean, all these guys. Yeah, there, there two years after be, making the Super Bowl. Yeah, there seems to. I mean, Wentz obviously is another guy who they're looking to shop. So, what is going on here in the NFL? You're committing all this money to these guys, and then a year later, you're having buyer's remorse. It reminds me of Dave Gettleman. You know, 
Uh, we've seen, we've seen this before. Literally still paying the price salary cap-wise when people are like, how come the Giants don't have any salary cap money? Shouldn't have signed Odell Beckham to that trade, to that deal, just to trade him. I agree with that. I, yeah. I don't agree with not signing Odell, but I agree we shouldn't have traded, signed him, and then traded him. Well, I, I, <laughs> me, they, I, I want Odell Beckham on the Giants with Barkley and Jones. That's that's the team. That's the team I I wanted. Um so I'm with you. You're going to sign them, keep them. If you're not going to sign them, trade them. And that's what they should have done. If that's what they wanted to do, but it's one or the other. So, you know, it listen, if if there is still a mark against Dave Gettleman, it's that. That that still is hurting the Giants. Not replacing everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, that and bringing back Eli and, you know, not realizing that it was the end of the line for Eli. Obviously, we have all these emotional ties to Eli because, you know, he he was a giant great. But I, I think that they tried to roll him back way too many times. I feel like they, they should have started the rebuild uh, much sooner. And obviously, I don't think it was all Eli's fault. You know, they're, the surrounding pieces weren't great. I don't think he had a – like, it's similar to what the offense is right now. It's The offensive line wasn't great and the receivers weren't there. But I think that's Gettleman's biggest thing is that he, he tried to roll back Eli too many times, and I, I feel like it, it came back to bite him. How about the fact that they changed the offense three times on top of all that? How about – there's a lot that went into that whole Eli Manning ending situation that we could put that was not Eli Manning's fault. So I'm not going to place blame on Eli at the end there, but – I agree, but you could definitely tell he was on the decline, though, in those last couple of years. Well, I mean, everyone's. On, I mean, that's what happens. It's, yeah, but then they then then they gave him the extension and they they you know put a lot of salary cap into him, and which we could have obviously used in, in different places where we needed help, but we still tried to you know bring it back when Eli, when you know all the fans noticed that you know it was over. It, 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 there, we weren't making an actual Super Bowl run with Eli as the quarterback. No, I completely agree. But what I'm saying to you is, it, it has nothing to do with that. If you put the right weapons around him, it, it, look at look at Phil, um look at um Rivers over there in the Colts. Rivers was completely on the, what they called completely on the decline to San Diego. San Diego didn't want him no more. His numbers were dropping, and then he went to the Colts, and one year he's in the playoffs. It's about who you have around you and what you're doing with that situation. It's not always the quarterback. You could be on decline, but if you know how to play the position, you can still figure out how to win games. Well, look, at, look at Drew Brees. Perfect example of a guy who's obviously was obviously done, is obviously now made the decision that he's going to hang him up, but he was still able to make things work. He still, when he was in there, that was the better Saints team. So... But but they don't have any they don't have any Super Bowls to show for it. That was my point. They I think they if obviously if they're pieces around them they can make the playoffs. But you know they kept rolling those quarterbacks back, and I think you know obviously they're not good enough to make the playoffs. We've seen it with Brees the past three years. I think the Saints are probably the most talented roster in the NFL, and I think Drew Brees is the the player that's been holding them back for the last couple of years. Uh, the team that missed the off a of pass at the first, they missed the, the missed the Super Bowl off a of pass at the first. Do you know? But they <laughs> they got screwed over there for sure. But I, I don't think they're beating the Patriots that year. All right. Well, nobody uh, thought the Giants were going to beat the Patriots twice. I mean, you know, you got to well, you play the game. Well, we're the Giants. We're the best best franchise in sports. They were the Patriots team they were the years prior, and that's why Brady left. He was realizing the same situation. So, well hey. now, yeah. well now, Brady is back in the Super Bowl, not with the Pats, with the Bucks. Joe. What do you see? How does Brady get his get another ring? He just has to do Tom Brady kind of things. That's all. 
Uh, this is a really good football team. I think that the guy who's going to be the big difference maker in this game is Len Leonard Fournette. Uh, and if you've watched Leonard Fournette over the last couple of weeks, he's he's one of the best players in the game, and he's probably the freshest of anybody because he didn't really get a lot of carries during the regular season. And I think this game's going to come down to who can run the ball better. And if that be the case, I'm going to throw my money on uh, Fournette and the Bucks. Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, uh, on the other side, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is coming back. How, Sean, how do you see him impacting the Chiefs run game? Um, I, I think that, you know, it's definitely gonna be better than, you know, having Daryl Williams back there or LaShawn McC- or, or yeah, LaShawn McCoy and uh Le'Veon Bell. Um except not LaShawn McCoy, excuse me, he's on the books, but or Le'Veon Bell I met. But uh yeah, I th- I think it's definitely gonna be an upgrade. Um I don't know how much they're gonna use him, obviously, because you know the Chiefs pass the ball a lot. Um they're not a, a run heavy team. So um, I, I think, but I think it definitely will help in, in running situations when they get in, you know, second and shorts, third and shorts. I, I think it will help out, but um, I, I don't think the Chiefs really need that much help on offense. Um, obviously, they're they're super dynamic um, already. Uh, we, I mean, we know this. We've been seeing it for the past couple of years. But I, I just don't think this this team could be stopped. Um, although on the Chiefs' offense, I think one thing that um, is important to notice is that, you know, their two starting tackles who are really good tackles in the league, Eric Fischel, or Eric Fisher, excuse me, Mitchell Schwartz, they're both out for this game. And we know that the Bucs have a, a really good pass rush. Obviously, we know JPP very well. Um, he's starting to look like 2011 JPP th- these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, he made the Pro Bowl this year. And they have the, um, the league-leading sacker from last year in Shaq Barrett. And uh, also Devin White, you know, who's an inside linebacker who had, you know, 10, 10 sacks this year. So, that's pretty impressive. We know that they get after the quarterback, so I think they could they could take advantage of that on the outside. I, I think they can get after Patrick Mahomes, but unfortunately, I think Patrick Mahomes he, he's too good when the uh, an off script plays. I think you know, obviously scrambling out of the pocket, um, he can make plays with his arms. So I think that that is something to keep an eye on. But I, I just think this Chiefs team is, is too explosive. So and especially with having uh, Clyde edwards helaire back, um, I just think they're they're too much to stop. So. Uh, I'm going to go with the the Chiefs in this one, even though I, I think it will be a, a really good game. Zay, I mean, we all know how you feel about Brady. How do you feel about Mahomes going into this game? Well, truthfully, I actually was going to side with Brady, but uh, Sean covered every point I had. Sean goes last next year, by the way. But uh, um, we're <laughs> around the whole damn game. Everybody knows now, but um. No, I, I agree with Sean, though. It's going to be that defensive line, actually. I I, I believe if Pat Mahomes can find a way to overcome his offensive line issues, get the ball out to his receivers, and, you know, get a beat that defensive line, that's the key to them winning the game right there because they don't have that offensive line. They don't have – they're probably not going to have the strongest one game. And like Joe said, you got Leonard Fournette, who's just been hanging out all year, ready to play. So it, it's going to be a lot for that team. Oh, Ovi's here. I didn't realize all right. He's on the wrong side. COVID making an impact on the Super Bowl a little bit at a time. Yeah, well, should, uh, should that shock anybody? I mean, no. again, right? I mean, what happens if 20 Chiefs have to miss the Super Bowl, right? There's going to be reporters after the game. You're like, I don't know, man. Maybe my home, maybe they should move on. You're like, okay, buddy. Um, again, I, I you you've got to understand that this was a really weird, fluky season, and put a team like this. I don't think any team outperformed what we thought they were going to do this year. 
Uh, I would say that. I think the Giants did. <laughs> but, they, but, 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 but record-wise, they didn't. Record-wise, they finished about where we thought they would be. Much better team than, than the record indicates, certainly. But I don't think any team completely outperformed expectations this year. I know a lot of people that picked the Bucks and the Chiefs when the season started. It seemed like an easy pick. You know, other people had Green Bay or New Orleans. Any one of those would have done. People thought maybe the Ravens, maybe the Titans, the Bills, they were all there. I mean, so again, I you know, maybe the maybe the Browns or what are the yeah, few Brown. teams that, that maybe exceeded expectations? And and again, look at what Baker Mayfield has gotten for that. It's pretty much solidified himself as the franchise quarterback of the Browns going forward for the next few seasons. So yay for them. No. I don't think he solidified himself. The Brown, he still has a lot to prove, but he's taken a step forward. I don't think one playoff run solidifies him. No, he's way too inaccurate for it. I've seen him throw the ball over receivers' heads by almost twenty yards. Sometimes he still has a lot to prove at the quarterback position. If they didn't have that run game, they don't make the playoffs. As simple as that. Okay, l- l- let's focus back on the Super Bowl because I want Joe. The Bucks say the Bucks say Brady gets this win. Does he run off into the sunset? Does he pull a Khabib and just walk away on top of the world? He would be an idiot if he didn't. I mean, what 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 is what was the point of this? That Tom Brady just loves football so much and he really wanted to do a solid for the city of Tampa Bay? Come on. He he wanted to prove what he got what he what he's already done. That he was the, he was, here's how I explained this earlier on keys to the city, this whole Brady or Belichick, Belichick was the brains. Brady was the heart. You can't survive without a heart. You can live without a brain. A lot of people do it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. All right. All right. Sean. I want to know your opinion on that. How do you feel about the Brady and Belichick situation? Who who comes out ahead? It has to be Brady, right? Now going into uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's definitely what the narrative will be. I mean, especially if Brady wins. But I I just think it's it's more of a collect. It's a it's obviously a collective thing. I mean, Belichick is the not just the head coach of the Patriots. He's the GM. So uh, he's the one that goes out and has gotten the talent for the last twenty years and made them into the the dynasty that they are today. Obviously, Tom Brady um, is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not arguing that. And obviously, he has a big big part to do with the Patriots dynasty. But I I do believe that. I just hate the the slander that Bill Belichick's been getting um, this past week, especially with the the Danny Amendola comments. Um, I, I just think that you know he, he's getting a lot of disrespect, and I, Bill Belichick is one of the great football minds, um, you know, of all time. Uh, he's up there with the Vince Lombardis and all those other the Paul Browns, all those other great names. So I I just don't like the slander that's been been thrown on Belichick's name. And obviously, if uh, you know if Brady goes out and wins the Super Bowl, obviously that's going to be the argument. Everyone's going to say that. But uh, I just think it's unfair to Belichick, you know, really dismissing all he's done for that Patriots organization, building the best dynasty that we've ever seen, maybe in not just the NFL, but in American sports. And um, obviously, I love Belichick because, uh, you know, he was the Giants defensive coordinator, obviously brought the first couple of Super Bowls to, to New York. Um, 
But I, I just think that Belichick's getting way too disrespected um, for all he, he has done. And um, I think that they both deserve credit, but obviously that's that's where the narrative's going to go if Brady ends up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, not for nothing. Everybody cheats a little bit. They just happen to get caught more than everybody else. That At the end of the day, I mean, look, he's not the only guy that used flat footballs. Everybody does it. Everybody puts illegal rosin on their hands. I mean, people cheat. Every you could argue every every holding penalty that doesn't get called is cheating. There's, I mean, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Isn't that the expression? So, yeah, I I agree with you, Sean. Uh, you know, look, Bill Belichick is great. What he's done in the salary cap era, you know, as as football also changed from a running sport to a throwing sport to a spread offense. Um, you know, he he's been able to evolve and and do some things and look you know he admitted himself i mean he finally the salary cap bit him on the ass you know he's been playing games with that for years some bad drafts next thing you know you're not a good football team bill's gonna be fine bill as long as bill stays there the patriots will get better and the patriots will be just fine so i'm not worried about the patriots long term but look tom brady did what he what he wanted to prove to everybody could do it without Bill. He's already there. He's already won. All right, all right, people. All already right. won. You could have put Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, anybody on the Bucks, and they'll probably be in the Super Bowl. That team was loaded. Yes. The only, the only reason Correct. the Bucks suck is because they had a quarterback who was throwing thirty interceptions last yes. year. That's the only Correct. reason why they suck. The team was yes. loaded. Don't tell me about AB. He hasn't done much. Don't tell me about Gronk. He hasn't done much. It's the OJ Howard show over there. Second off, Belichick has played all year. The, 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 the Belichick slander needs to completely stop. I completely agree with you guys. You had over 20 guys opt out because of COVID this year. They had half a roster. Then you had a quarterback who you had to pick up off the streets and pick up the offense in two weeks because the Panthers didn't want to let Cam Newton go until the, what, what, almost a month before the season started. So he was put in a very tight position. So for anyone to slander, Bill Belichick is completely wrong. He is still one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, excuse me, greatest coaches to ever coach the game. And it's just simple as that. I don't disagree with you about the Bucs. I mean, they were a really good quarterback away from being a contender, and he did that. But they're in the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to win it. I know you hate, I, you're going to hate this, but because of Brady. Okay. Well, right. know, Brady, probably because of the defense, like always, or a field goal. But, but right. listen, wait, look, oh. at, look, 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 hold on. Hold on. Did, did Eli Manning? Did Eli Manning? Did Eli Manning lead the Giants to two championships, or was it the defense? Because Eli Manning made that throw at the end yep. of the fourth quarter. Eli Manning made the throw to the helmet. He still had to break that tackle. That I'm pretty sure Tom Brady wouldn't have broke. He's completely unathletic. I don't even know how Eli broke it. I honestly still don't know <laughs> to this day because he's unathletic as as all hell. But my point is, at the end of the day, the guy that throws. The winning scores yeah, I, is the I, guy that ultimately I, I, won the game, and and Brady's done that time and again. But don't tell me he's going to win them the game after he let go twenty points, and you know the Atlanta was up twenty points before the, you know they came back and won. It was the defense that won that game. He just was there for the he was there for the ride. They, they had to score twenty five unanswered still. Yeah, like fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not play offense the rest of the game, but or defense. But that's what happens sometimes. So I'm not arguing with you guys. Brady's the greatest. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you guys. We all know all the right. situations. 
All right. He begrudgingly, begrudgingly grants our points. I, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, he I'll take it. Dogs. He's got a loser All record right. against the Ravens and the Steelers, but he beats the big dogs. All right. Let's round it out with final picks. And, Zay, I'm going to start off with you. Are you going to finally yeah, – are, are you going to give in to Brady? Or is Brady going to get his <laughs> next yeah. Super Bowl? Any other team probably, but I just think the Chiefs is just way too loaded. They're a juggernaut of a team. Had it been any other team, I'd tell you this is Brady, but that Chiefs team is loaded. I've seen them score two touchdowns with like two minutes left in the game. So three, like I don't know. I give me the Chiefs in this one. I don't see them winning. I'm sorry, I don't. Sean, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Zay here. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Um, I think you know, just in the playoff, they they've turned on a different switch. Obviously, we saw throughout the year, um, they were winning all these close games. It, it didn't really look like they were all that interested in in the regular season games, but you know, they they came out and they they won an impressive game against the Browns. Um, even when when Patrick Mahomes goes out, um, they come out and they absolutely expose the Bills. And everyone was thinking, you know, the Bills are the next hot thing, but they come out and they they show them why the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. So. And I, I just think they're, that they're going to do the same thing here. Uh, like I said before, I think it's going to be a really good game, but I, I just think the Chiefs are, are way too much. And on top of that, I think the Chiefs' defense is, is really underrated. Um, I think Steve Spagnuolo um, obviously has has that defense playing really well. They have a really sound secondary, and obviously we know that the Bucks can't get it done without their passing game. So I, I just go advantage Chiefs here. I think the, that they're going to go back-to-back with this one. Um, if I had to put a score, I'd probably say the Chiefs win. Uh, 31 to 23. I, I think it will be a good one, but uh, I think uh, Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs go back to back for this one. Hold on, James. Let me say one thing to that comment. The Bucks are definitely loaded, but it's it's the fact that they have players on the team who actually haven't done nothing all year, like Antonio Brown, who basically has one touchdown all year and a couple of catches. That makes it an irrelevant. The, more than that. Every weapon on offense. Everybody scores. Everybody gets the ball. Everybody gets involved. That's the difference to me for the Chiefs. But you, you can go, Joe, now. Yeah, well, um, as I said, look, uh, these are both really good teams. The Chiefs' defense is really good. I think the Bucks' defense is better. I think they've been playing great football. You know, again, I don't disagree that they've been winning all these games. I think that continues. But this is Tom Brady day. The day where where it doesn't matter that Tom Brady is fifty six years old, you know, this is this is the day where Tom Brady does magical things. Leonard Fournette, as I mentioned, is the freshest guy on either roster that's going to make an impact on this game, and that's a scary thought because you know, again, I know things kind of didn't go well in Jacksonville at the end there, but that's still one of the best players in the game and I, I I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be ready for it it's it's going to be a different look from the Bucks. I think that kind of a game plan uh probably is enough to get it done I'm going to take the Bucks 28-23 Joe I, I'm agreeing with you I'm going with the Bucks. The defense, uh, I think the Chiefs not having Eric Fisher is going to be really, really rough for them. I, I think J- we're going to see, like Sean said, JPP of 2011 with uh, of the backup left tackle in there. So, And I, I do like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I do think he will uh, get it going a little bit for the Chiefs, but uh, there might be a little bit of rust there, but – 
But I just think Fournette and Ronald Jones is going to be too much for the run game. And uh, if Winfield plays one of the best rookies of this past season, uh, solid DB, he has that ability to create turnovers. And I think that this defense has, this Bucks defense has the ability to turn the ball over. And I know it's going to be rough with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, but I think when it, it's going to come down to a final possession and, I like Brady with the ball in his hands to kick a field go out on top. No. Nope. <laughs> the Evans to score big. You're but out. you're out of your mind. This game's going to be a blowout. Well, two of us are going to look blowout. like idiots next week. I guess what you got to <laughs> Brady's had these hyper the last, What was the last one? What was it 14 to 0 he won like against the Rams? What was that? 13 to 3. 13 yeah. or something like that. The that was Super Bowl I witnessed. That was a Belichick. That was a defensive. Yeah. That's Dude, a listen. Not a Brady Super it Bowl. doesn't matter what the score is when you grab that Lombardi trophy and you hold it up over your head. It, it doesn't matter what the score is. Again, to me, there's just a. There's just a lot more. Very funny from Jared Jones. I said two of us will look like idiots next week. He said or four. Um, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, no, this game won't be a blowout. Who said a blowout? I did. Nobody said that. You said blowout. It will. No. I think the Chiefs gonna run it up at the second half. I just. Think I don't I- think it's. I. I'll tell you right now. I don't think it's possible for the Chiefs to run up a score right now. I mean that. Not not for nothing. That that offense isn't isn't exactly uh full steam ahead. They still it, have the it, best receiver in the NFL. That's great. The you Bucks have an amazing defense, him. really fast linebackers. They he match up well. This will be the best defense that Mahomes faces this year. Wait, do we do we remember what Tyreek Hill did to the Buccaneers earlier this year, though, in the first half alone? Yeah. Well, they'll be ready for it. Oh, yeah. You need to see that. You get it. Against, listen, you know, listen, you, you, hold on. you mentioned the Bills and the fact that the fact that they beat the Bills. Well, we all knew exactly what the problem with the Bills was. All the Chiefs had to do was obviously focus on 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 uh, the passing game. So everybody knew everybody knew that going in. And I love Josh Allen, but I mean, he's Josh Allen. That was a lot to ask. Oh, your man. What are, this yeah, is, you this is your I love him. I love him, but dude, when you've got a really good defense and they know what you're going to do, it is hard as hell to win a football game. And when you don't have when you don't have one component of your offensive game, it makes it really hard to win football games. These are the two best teams in football. Okay. Okay, all six sides of the ball here, solid. Solid. Pro bowlers all abound. Give me a break. Okay? This isn't this isn't that pathetic run game that the that the Bills were trying to Bring out him a, a couple weeks ago. This is an actual team that can run the football. And again, if you don't think Eric Fisher's absence isn't going to be a huge problem, come on, guys. You know better than this. It's the NFL. You're talking about a, a, a coach in the enemy who will find ways to scheme around. Uh, uh, offensive coordinator, excuse me, who will find ways to scheme around that. Maybe don't he won't. Maybe that's why he didn't get any head coaching jobs. Maybe people know he can't quite scheme out in these spots. I guess or- he'll have to prove it. I'm just teasing, Sean. I was that was say, a joke. Yeah. I'm just joking. I, everybody knows I, how I feel about Eric Bieniemy. 
Uh, he's got his work cut out for him. This is, like I said, this will be the best defense he faces, and I think this will be the best defense that the Bucks face this year. Who's the I'm going to put my money on the guy who's done it a million times as opposed to the guy who did it once. Wait, well, wait. You, who's, you the the start Bucks defense? Who, who's the coach of the Bucks defense? Uh, both. <laughs> I just want to laugh at Jeff fans real quick because they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> he could leave, uh, leave in one year and make the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. That the show wants to, to go there. <laughs> That's great. We'll see. But that will wrap up, John, about the G-Men for this week. For myself, Joe, Zay, and Sean. Take care, everybody. Thank you for watching. John about the G-Man. And it, it is brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more information about uh, starting your own podcast. Or you can find one of the th multiple other podcasts, not just sports, got true crime, uh, any type of podcast you want. So make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com. Thank you for watching, John, about the G-Man, and we hope to see you next week. And enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. Well, you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Colby. We'll float in Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make. I didn't make. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said. There's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere.